What's going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of Tasty Tuesday on Tasty Loot Gaming, the show where we talk about gaming news. I'm Seth. I'm Chevy. And a quick reminder to play uh, Bold Storm Full Clip Edition and Yakuza Kiwami. You have one week left to play those and come back at the end of this week for Plus Club. Let us know what you thought of those games. We'll let you know what we thought of those games. And once we find out what the games for next month are for uh, PlayStation Plus, we'll let you know, but you probably will know already. And our game randomly picked this month was Project Zomboid. You have a week left uh, until we talk about that on Game of the Month at the end of the week. Make sure to play that and come back, and we will talk about that. We also have a Discord link down below if you'd like to talk to us anytime all the time and we're on itunes spotify and other podcast platforms if you prefer to listen to us and if you're listening to us and you want to watch us on youtube check us out at taste Luke gaming and uh also real quick i want to thank everybody who uh came and hung out during the 24-hour stream that was uh it went went pretty well i think yeah minus like one technical hiccup oh yeah when we had to restart the router the wi-fi slowly died yeah <laughs> because we we're just draining it for, yeah. i think we made about 17 hours before we had to do that yeah 16 or 17 hours a quick um, reset back to it so. yeah uh but yeah if you missed that um make sure to go check that out uh, i have two parts of that uh uploaded although they are missing like a couple hours a piece because youtube decided we didn't need that it's just like get that shit out of here so I doubt you're going to sit there and watch 24 hours of a video anyway. Um, also, a special shout out to everybody who obviously came and hung out. But I have to say, Jeremy said he's going to stay the whole fucking time. He stayed the whole time. Psycho, who was there for most of the time, took a nap. I'm going to mention him as well. Yeah. But the big shout out is to Jeremy because he hung out the whole fucking time. Props to him yeah, for I, hanging out. And w- had worked the whole day beforehand. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. huge uh yeah, shout out to that one. Yeah, uh, it he really thought, helped keep us awake to have people there. So. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> to have someone, have people talk with us constantly definitely helped. I mean, we we all were getting to a point where we weren't really talking to each other anymore. So every once in a while, me and like Chris were just like kind of like look over at the screen. Someone say something. We're like, okay. So, uh, but yeah, it was fun. And we will do another one of those again at another uh, major milestone uh, for the channel. So again, thank you uh, for that. And uh, with that, Taste Tuesday. We got three bits of news to talk about, so let's jump into it. First bit of news is part of the uh, the old rumor mill uh, that Microsoft has plans to launch an Xbox One S that lacks a disk drive, according to an unnamed source. Uh, in rumor posted by Threat.com, um, under the plan, the console will run less than two hundred dollars. Threat says, and the Microsoft stores will support a program whereby users can take physical Xbox One media and trade it in for digital download. Uh, codes uh, through their Xbox Live account. Uh, In quotes, it says Microsoft is moving forward very carefully with this product as it knows that a sizable portion of its users do prefer to buy physical games and not download them. Uh, The new SKU is meant to save on production and therefore retail costs, so it will be a baseline S model and not the Xbox One X with greater processing power, 4K and HDR color support. Uh, Throat says the new console is being targeted for spring 2019. Uh, There is no confirmation on this, but what do we think about a another version of the xbox coming out uh with without a disk drive first off do do we think it's real secondly if we do think it's real um or if it's possible uh what do we think about the diskless uh drived um xbox the price point and do we think it's smart and why would this exist <clears throat> such a, a tricky uh thing to say if i if like i think it's smart i mean obviously they got a whole fucking department of people who would you know be able to judge that decision uh, as far as like you know what from what I know of what it takes to make hardware especially seeing uh, like when the Ouya tried to break into the scene for example hardware is not uh, a, a cheap thing to 
to develop and then production becomes a pain in the butt and the more variances you have of that the harder that gets as well microsoft's a huge company obviously they're yeah. gonna be able to handle a lot better but you have seen hiccups in the past even with the bigger companies uh when they start developing too many models of things nintendo is actually a great example of that they uh they tend to throw out a bunch of different models but they always always like these short bursts because they just make a bunch of throw them out there real quick um so i'm sure they got the logistics of that it's just a thought i had on on the matter uh as far as how smart it is i mean i could see a market for it i was a little worried uh, to be honest when i first heard this rumor but seeing as part of the rumor that uh let's say a game's on sale physically for cheaper than the digital one uh, if you can, in fact, go buy that and then trade that in for a digital download version of the the game, it's a little bit of a hassle, but it's a cool that the option is there. I think it's more so to supplement the people who already own digital games. And if they trade in their Xbox and get one of these, or if they were to buy one of these but had older Xbox One games, they can get the digital code so they still own the games. Right. Because otherwise they won't be able to play them. Well, that's what I'm saying, though, is like if someone, like how you found, for example, uh, Dragon's Crown cheaper physically than digitally mm-hmm. you could still go buy it for that price and, sure. then, and get the digital aspect that is in that very rare event yeah yeah but it is an option that, mm-hmm. that would be available which is is uh i think interesting um you know and i do think there is a market for it i mean look how everything's going digital anyways so um obviously me and you i would say are kind of half and half on that certain things um at least you know for me i like to buy physically other things downloads fine so, yeah. Okay. Um, I do think that this is probably real. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if it is because um, I think Xbox, according to the numbers, um, Microsoft hasn't released them, but according to EA, I believe the Xbox has sold around 29 million uh, consoles. Uh, not to be playing the game of blah, 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 who's better, whatever, doesn't matter, but the PS4 is in the 70s, 70 million area. So obviously, Xbox would like to get some consoles in your house. To offer another option, uh, giving people options uh, based off of you know how much money they're willing to spend for something is smart. That's why free-to-play exists, because they are able to give you content and get your money in different amounts uh, easier. A dollar here, 20 bucks here versus like 60 bucks right now. Um, same thing here. If they offer a, uh, what, it says less than $200, um, uh, console, it, it makes complete sense. Towards the end of Xbox 360's life cycle, they had the Xbox 360 Arcade came out. It had like almost no memory on it, right? Because it was meant to, you know, play little piddly games here and there. Um, I feel like this is that exact same scenario. We're getting towards the end of the console's life cycles. In fact, there's a lot of rumors coming out about PS5 right now that I really want to talk about, but I don't think it'd be. I think it's a, more of a long form conversation to have, so we skipped it today. But um. There's a lot of talk on the new consoles coming out soon. So I think this is Xbox's last push to get Xboxes into people's houses. Um, so it makes complete sense, um, especially with people who don't care about how they get their games. It makes sense for them to just have a digital-only console. And if they did have an Xbox One game lying around, they're not losing out on that. Or if someone was to give them that, they still have the option. I am skeptical on that system, though, because... Um, We've seen people try that with like Steam years ago and it didn't work out. So I think there's a couple different logistics to that that makes it difficult. So be very impressed if they pulled it off. So far they've done, not related, but they've done very well on their backwards compatibility. They said they do that. They fucking have been knocking out of the fucking park with that. They're the ones doing that shit. 
So if they said that they're going to do this too, you know, I, I'm inclined to believe them because they, they make good on their promises. But um, that one is a little weird to me. Uh, but overall, it makes complete sense. It makes sense to give people another option. It also makes sense to discontinue um, any model of this console that uh, is not selling uh, as much and costing them more to make and for them to make this uh, at a cheaper price for people to buy and cheaper for them to make. It's just more profit. It's more consoles. Um in, in your, uh, in, in your fucking, um, in your houses or whatever. And, uh, they, you know, they're pushing the fuck out of, uh, game pass. Yeah. So, I mean, you wouldn't even have to own games. This is just cause one of the big things, and especially with people who really like Xbox, they always tell me like, it's not just a console. It does everything. It's, it's a cable box. And I'm not the demographic for that hundred percent, but I know like there's a lot of people out there that that's probably awesome that you have yeah. one box that does fucking everything. So, um, you know, when you think about it like that too, you'd be buying this thing to be, you know, your Netflix box, your cable box, uh, your essentially your video game Netflix box with game pass. I mean, like it, it makes complete sense. I think it's a smart um, idea. I think it's a good push, especially towards the end. I mean, everybody's got a PS4. Everybody's got a fucking Xbox, you know, who really wants like the X, they probably have it already for all those people who are just kind of like, eh, I don't know if I want to call it or not. This is for them. This is for them to buy it and uh, not worry about the amount of money they spent on it. For sure. So, um, I think it's cool. Uh, we'll see if it's true though. Uh, spring 2019 is not that far away, honestly. So no, it's not, we will be finding about, out about this soon enough. Anything else you want to say on that? No. Let us know in the comments. What do you think about this Xbox one S that does not have a disc drive? How do you feel about it? Do you, uh, care about it? do you not care about it? do you think it's real do you think it's not real um, do you prefer to buy things digitally do you prefer to buy things physically are you like me and Chevy do you do a little bit of both I still do a little bit of both I do appreciate in this uh, uh, article they said that they know that there are people who definitely like to buy things physically so I'm glad that that is something they are being realistic about because there's absolutely those people out there let me know everything you're thinking about when it comes to this topic next uh, bit news so by the time you guys are watching this, I'm sure a uh, great number of you already know, but uh, the Red Dead Redemption 2 online mode goes officially into beta uh, November 27th at 8.30 a.m. Eastern Time, or if you are on the Pacific Coast, we are, that should be around 5.30 in the morning. Um, that version of it, though, will only be accessible for owners of the Ultimate Edition of Red Dead Redemption 2. And then the next day, the beta will open up to people who played uh, any version of Red Dead Redemption 2 day one release, which was October 26th. And then Thursday, November 29th, anyone who played the game in its first three days of release, October 26th through October 29th, will get access. And then Friday will be open to all Red Dead Redemption 2 players. Uh a quote from rockstar here talking about the experience you're going to have with the game saying it is an evolution of the classic multiplayer experience in the original red dead redemption blending narrative with competitive and cooperative gameplay in fun new ways uh, players will be able to explore uh, solo with friends uh, constant updates and adjustments to grow and evolve the experience for players and players will be able to create and customize their online characters, tailor your abilities to suit your play style. You could join a posse of update players, go out hunting and fishing, battle rival gangs, and fight other players in spontaneous skirmish, skirmishes and pitched set piece battles. Holy crap, I was struggling with that one. Oh, yeah. What do we think? Um, of course, I'm, I'm very excited for this. I know a lot of you guys are. Uh, luckily, serendipitously, I hate that fucking word, um... 
I beat Red Dead Redemption 2 completely uh, today, so I'm ready for this. Uh, just right on time. Uh, this is this is an interesting um, expected surprise, if that makes sense. Uh, we knew the multiplayer was coming out in November, but they didn't warm us up to it. It's very, very odd. Um, I remember when Grand Theft Auto Online was coming out, they had like, a trailer that came out. Uh, right. Getting everybody hyped for it. We didn't get anything for it. So not that I'm complaining. It's just really interesting they didn't go that route. They're just like, hey, this is coming out tomorrow. So it's 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 kind of an interesting uh, way they, they did that. It's also interesting, too, that I, I'm i assuming, because it says beta, Friday is, is the release of the online. Before that, it seems as though they're allowing the people they deem more loyal, I guess, in earlier than the other people. Whereas the people who bought the really expensive version are getting in the first day, the people who are playing day one are getting in the next day, mm-hmm. and people who played early on are getting in the next day, uh, which is kind of an interesting way to do it because I know Grand Theft Auto also had um, its online, its first couple weeks uh, was plagued with problems uh, with servers, and those rock stars like first foray into something that big online. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure they've learned a lot of lessons, and it seems like it here because they're rolling out who gets to play it day by day, and I'm sure they can adjust things as they go. I think it's a really smart tactic for them to do that. Um, I'm excited. I mean, I bought the Ultimate Edition, so I'll be able to play it essentially all week. Um, and hopefully you guys will get in uh, soon as well. I know a lot of you guys, even if you bought the Standard, you probably played it day one. So you'll be playing the next day. Um, as for the multiplayer itself, uh, like I said, I'm done with the single player, so and I will continue to play because I have a lot of things I need to finish up. But uh, storyline-wise, I'm done, done, done. Um, so I can go into this, not worry about play online with people who are like, hey, that's the fucking place that this happened, that happened. You know, I don't have to worry about spoilers. Uh, the idea of running around with a posse, uh, and it says gangs. They're two different words, so I don't know if they're saying posse is your party, gang maybe is like a clan. I, I, that'd be kind of cool. Um, I'm hoping to make one of those for the channel, even though if it's only like a couple people. Um that's not that's not huge, but uh, I, I'm really excited to to play this. They they've said essentially that they're going to be doing uh, like narrative stuff, set piece stuff. Uh, I assume it's going to be similar to like how Grand Theft Auto has uh, the open world they do stuff, but then there's also like missions you can run around with your friends and go talk to a guy and he'll send you to a place or like do those like instance based ones where you go do missions, and then you come back into the main world. Um, hopefully they do it a lot better than Grand Theft Auto Online because last time I played it, they still had a lot of weird things I didn't like about uh, hooking up with friends and, and getting into stuff and staying with them after uh which really drove me nuts but this is gonna be really fucking fun i hope you can do like almost everything you can do in the single player and the multiplayer if they if they nail that they'll fucking kill it because uh if i can like get haircuts fucking buy the same clothes from single player and probably more later on obviously uh groom horses go hunting fishing like it says right there and do missions or whatever in this world with friends uh it's gonna be awesome. Play poker. I'm not a big poker player, but if you can do all those like mini game stuff, that that kind of stuff makes it more interesting than just killing shit. Obviously, sure. I want to go shoot some stuff, get some money, buy some weapons. But I also like like the smaller nuanced things of just chilling and hanging out. That'll be really cool. So I'm really fucking excited for this. I'm really excited to hop in here with people uh, in the community, and hopefully, I don't know if you're interested in playing at all. Obviously, you got to say your whole fucking bit on this, but. Uh, I, I'm, I'm really excited. I, I can't wait to play this. I was thinking about maybe I'm staying up. It's already two as of recording. So uh, I was thinking about maybe I'm staying up to fucking try it. But I, I would be very tired at work uh, today, later today. So uh, I'll play it. I'll play it soon. Very excited to play it. 
very excited about everything. <laughs> Chevy, what's your opinion on this? Um, so I do think, uh, obviously, with the way they're doing the rollout is very smart. It allows them to slowly stress test the servers and get uh, any hiccups out of the way before they just open the floodgates to everyone. Uh, I Obviously, you kind of already said it, but it sounds like they learned some lessons from their last foray into this. Mm-hmm. Um, also, with how long they've been doing uh, Grand Theft Auto Online now, they, they have a better idea of how to do um, updates and events and stuff like that, too, I'm sure. Uh, I know that uh, they really aggressively went for it with Grand Theft Auto, so I imagine they'll do the same, which will be really cool. Um, yeah, I saw a, uh, a meme on Twitter that was like, Red Dead Redemption 2 online, uh, when it first comes out, it shows a bunch of cowboy pictures, and it's like one year out, and it shows like a bunch of like steampunk and sci-fi cowboy shit. So, I mean, we'll see where it goes. I hope they kind of keep it grounded. But, I hope they keep it grounded. But the longer it goes, like, into, like, year three and four, like, no one's going to care at that point. So, um, One thing I would like to see is hopefully you'll be able to, like, set up camp or a house somewhere. To I really hope, uh, because in Grand Theft Auto, they had the housing system, which I thought was a really cool thing. Yeah. be very cool if you could buy, like, a ranch. Yeah, or even like buy a business, like a, a saloon or something like that. Um, I think would be really cool. Yeah, um, I think there's a lot of potential here. Um, <clears throat> I uh, and I know the little bit I did play of Grand Theft Auto Online, uh, it it was very cool. And if it has a similar system to where uh, you can play privately and not have to worry about people, I would be interested at that point. If um, I can't, I probably will not touch this. To be honest, I. I have no interest in playing a game where I'm going to be griefed by other people. So yeah, the first Red Dead was was full of griefers. It was very bad. It was so, really fucking bad. Uh, I I turned in one myself just because I had to. Yeah, and I got plenty of other things to play at that yeah. point. So, um, <clears throat> I have not beaten the game. I've I don't even think I've gotten past the first chapter. Of the yeah, game you're yet. you're right in the beginning of the so, game. Um, you know, I'm not too worried about spoilers for the game. Anyways, it's it's. I'm not as like into this as a lot of people are. I think it's a great game, especially on a technical level. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm, I am having fun playing it, but I'm not really like attached to it. I tell me you might be disappointing some people when we talk about our game of the years. Probably. Uh Oh, <laughs> maybe me too. I don't know. We'll find out. Come back at the end of uh, December. We'll yes. talk about that. Um, but overall, awesome news, especially for people, you know, a lot of people who bought this game. Obviously, it's one of the. I think it is the biggest selling game on uh, both consoles, if I'm not mistaken. Whatever. Digitally, at the very least, I think. Oh, I don't know. Maybe I know that uh, Black Ops Four beat Red Dead Redemption Two. Total in sales, yeah. That makes sense. I think they they generally get top selling game. They, Analysts uh, were predicting it too, and I didn't believe it at first. And then I saw it. And I'm like, they knew because world hype on all the games. Red Dead was number two. Black Ops Four was number one. Gotcha. gotcha. Assassin's Creed was number three. Really? Yeah. I'm surprised by that one. It's doing really fucking well. No, it's awesome. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I'm just surprised. Their new direction saved it 100. percent It's a huh. different game now. Keep saying I'm, I need to try that game. I'm yeah, gonna, you should try play. that game. Yeah, you'll like it more than the the prior Assassin's Creeds. Yeah, this isn't taste cast though. No, so uh, just to kind of finish up my thoughts on it, uh, happy that they're they're doing it obviously, and with uh, what they've shown they can do uh, with the last game, as long as they improve on infrastructure uh, aspects of the game. And um, how do I want to word this? 
just usability. Yeah, essentially, hundred percent. That was the only thing that killed yeah. Grand Theft Auto Online for me. Otherwise, I would have played it for a long time. Uh, yeah, and that, and in fact, I had played it with you um, after, and you you'd said it was like that originally when you played oh, it on yeah. console, and I joined you on PC. It was like a year or two later, years, and later. it was still awful. It's like three or four regard, years later. So, yeah. Um, so as long as they get that sorted out, I think everyone's gonna have a blast. That's the big thing, man. If they fix that, I'm gonna be fucking living in this game. Because I would have been doing the same thing, Grand Theft Auto, but I sure. hated that, like, getting t- together and sometimes people wouldn't see the invites or, like, you wouldn't see them on your friends list. And then, like, you'd get, like, three out of four people Randomly invited put in. put you in a public game when you're on private. Put you in yeah. public and it <laughs> split you up in servers. And then when you went and did, like, a mission together, when it loaded you out of the mission, it would separate you. And it was just such a fucking hassle. Other than that, though, it was dope. So I, if they fixed that in this, it's going to be fucking amazing. For sure. Super excited. Let us know in the comments. How excited are you? Are you not excited at all? Um, what day will you be playing? Did you buy the ultimate? Did you play in the first day? Did you play in the first three days? Did you pick it up recently? You're going to be playing this Friday. Uh, what do you want to do in it? Uh, let us know any information on this. You might know that we don't. Uh, clarify the posse versus gang. Uh, is there a difference? Is there not a difference? And let me know everything you're thinking about when it comes to uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 Online. Last bit of news. Um, is more so just kind of a uh, to to put uh, to get some closure on this because it's something that's been building up for me personally as a Battlefield fan. Third bit of news is uh, Battlefield Five um, has come out, and within the five days of its sales, it has made less than half of what Battlefield One did in three days. Um, so it is down in sales right now. It also made less than half, uh, and this is for physical copies um, of what Black Ops Four has made. Um, so there is a bit of, uh, shakiness with, uh, the community and, uh, people wanting to buy the game. Uh, and this is via Eurogamer. A lot of people aren't covering this right now, which is kind of interesting. Um, they said in a, uh, well, they speculate on a couple of reasons why, um, uh, it's not doing well. Apparently even Battlefield Hardline sold better than this and hardline's the one that fucking people didn't like uh they speculate a bit on on why this is um they said in their review on Eurogamer that battlefield 5 is a mess um and uh it's the glitchiest most technically troubled uh dice's sandbox multiplayer has been since the infamous launch of battlefield 4 and even the launch itself is all over the place um now this is a topic we have been kind of following me personally a lot um and so what do we think about uh, the buildup to uh, this, the delay in the release uh, that was originally going to come out in October, came out in November. Uh, they have the Battle Royale mode coming out next year, I think in February. Something like that, yeah. Yeah. And um, the whole, you know, back and forth between the community um, and now reflecting in the sales being uh, very minimal. We also knew that Black Ops had... Um, I think like 75% more uh, pre-orders than mm-hmm. uh, Battlefield. Not to compare the two, but they've always been kind of uh, rivals for a while. Right. So uh, what do we think about all this? <clears throat> um, I mean, there. <laughs> obviously it, it shows that um, in the sales, I should say, that PR uh, does matter and treating the per- the people who... Uh, are going to spend money on your product a certain way also matters. Uh, you can only really tell people 
to screw off so many times before it starts affecting your uh, bottom line. And I I think uh, gamers as a whole are getting, uh, we have so many choices in, in where we can and put our money now that all it takes is one person to go, well, if you don't like it, don't buy it. And people go, okay, I can save that money. Yeah. I got a lot of games I got to buy. And two companies have now had bad experiences because of that mentality. Um, so I'm not really surprised to hear this because I already, you know, saw, I hate to use word drama, but the drama of it, you know, between them and, and the, and gamers in general, mm-hmm. uh, especially on, on websites like, you know, uh, Twitter and, and Reddit and stuff. So, um, yeah, I, it's really not a whole lot more to say about it. I mean, they really just kind of, they made a huge mistake uh, talking to the community that way, not taking the feedback the way they should have. And then also, you know, uh, as far as the delay goes, I mean, we, we kind of said it before, but that, that was damage control. And, yeah. uh, didn't someone leave? Yeah. The director, the guy yeah. who was running the whole thing. And, uh, th- this sounds like a fucking train wreck. This whole thing has been is, is they essentially create a standard of how their games have been since the beginning. And in the span of one development cycle, they decided to change their philosophy on how they wanted to make the game, which is fine, whatever. But they weren't transparent about it. When people asked questions about it, they got pissed instantly, defensive. They called them sexist, and they uh, started insinuating that there was ulterior motives to why they're asking why the game has changed in its uh, philosophy on how it's developed. Um that turned into a whole thing where people are like, whoa, why the fuck are you being like crazy and shit and calling everybody like sexist and bigots and all that sort of thing? And they essentially said, we don't want people like you buying our, playing our game anyway, so don't buy it. So people are like, okay, fine, we won't. So that is a lot of people. There's a lot of people who are fucking against buying it. Um, and then, yeah, the the lead guy, uh, according to EA and DICE, left. Um, they were going to pay him to stay. And then um, he ended up leaving anyway. It is speculated later that because the um, pre-orders were so low and they already potentially lost money because of that, uh, EA fired him. Um, that's not confirmed, but this happens all the time in business. Yeah. You don't you don't leave you don't you don't get fired or you don't quit and make like a big thing about it. It's bad for business. They, no one's yeah. They asked him to resign. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and if he you know ever wants a future in business ever again. You don't go, well, I got fucking fired. So um, I think he took a, was a severance, severance and, yeah. and left. I mean, that's pretty much where my money would be because it all kind of points in that direction. So he fucking left over that. And then um, about less than a month before it was supposed to release in October, when they saw those pre-orders go down um, or not exist at all, they started backpedaling. And they're like, you know, we've been listening to the community, and I think we got a little crazy there. So we've been kind of dialing back a lot of that stuff we thought got kind of crazy. There's also a lot of speculation, too. People were saying that they're trying to steal some of Fortnite's uh, community because Fortnite has stolen a bunch of people from a bunch of games, namely Overwatch. A lot of people who played Overwatch went over to Fortnite. Um, So people were saying that they were getting a lot more colorful in the way they were presenting the game. The only problem is Battlefield has never been known for that. never has been. If they want to move it into that direction, they should have been very open about that. Um, but they, they weren't. They did once. Battlefield, uh, was it Heroes? Yeah. <laughs> fucking cartoony. I actually like that game. Um, but that whole thing owned it. You know, they, they, even the game started with like a like a cartoony like whistling song and it was all fun and shit. Right. This is supposed to be like Battlefield 5 and they're just like. And World War Two. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and all the people are into historical authenticity and all that shit, you know, got all um, pissed off too about a lot of things. So regardless, it's been a clusterfuck. Um, and uh, the only reason I decided not to pick up Battlefield 5 is my first reason was you don't communicate with your fucking business. You make things that you hope people will buy from you. We don't owe you shit. You don't owe us shit. It's a fucking, it's, it's a goddamn agreement. Make something we want. We'll pay for it. That's it. That's the fucking exchange. When you make something that we've been, that we want constantly and then you do something new, but you don't talk about how or why it's new. It's not and why it's different. And you tell everybody, Oh, go fuck yourself. This is what we're doing now. Don't buy it. Okay, well, that's the fucking agreement now then. For sure. And 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 that's where it is. So, like, seeing this just just proves that, that, that th- these guys are talking about how it's like a glitchy mess. I've been hearing that. There's another reason after. I, I already decided that their business practices, and not just in this game, but in Battlefront and Battlefront 2, have been really fucking shady. I'm really sick of how EA DICE is handling their games and how they're handling communicating with community, their community. I refuse to give them money until they fucking acknowledge this. Um, and that's me personally, and that's a lot of people. But I do not push that on anybody else. If you bought the game, if you're liking Battlefield Five, if you're a big fan of the series like I am, that's fine. I just chose not to do that. But then when the beta came out, even people who were excited for it played it, and they're like, this is not good. Um, and yeah, now there's about the beta. yeah, and then the reviews came out. And it's fucking glitchy. It's full of problems. They're working on it right now. This whole thing is just disorganized fucking chaos. Um, it's a lack of fucking direction. It's a lack of taking control of the situation and being fucking straightforward and honest about what's happening with it. Um, and the sales reflect that hundred percent. Is it just because of the controversy? No. Is it just because of the, the the fucking beta? No, there's a lot of things. There's so many things going on here. And, you know, I can only kick a person while they're down so much. But um, this, in the long run, I feel will be a good thing. Because EA is not going anywhere. DICE is not going anywhere. But this will be the message they need. If it's, if it's, uh, if it's big enough that, you know there has to be a better fucking relationship between us and them. It can't keep continuing of like the, the loot box controversy. And they're like, we'll just deal with it. I'm like, well, we don't want to deal with it. We'll fucking, you're, you're going to like it. It's fine. It's like, no, we don't like it. What are you talking about? Yeah. Shut the fuck up. Like fix it. Or we're not going to play the game. Battlefront two is dead now. Um, Battlefield's fucking seems like it's dead on arrival. I know some of you guys are probably playing it, but like it's, it's sales are fucking really low. Um, completely avoidable um so i don't like to see anything fail i don't want anybody to lose their jobs or whatever but this is a big company big corporate company that got way too fucking uh comfortable and i think the need to uh i don't know deal with a little humility to uh to maybe rethink how they're how they're handling things so there's a couple other companies who, who have been doing this lately too and some of them have uh turned around which is awesome and some of them are still in the same area as EA and DICE are. But um, I hope for a good outcome on this. I still won't buy this game, even if it goes on sale, um, just because uh, what I explained already. Mm-hmm. But um, overall, I think it's a good thing, even if you're a person playing this and you, you know, you're enjoying it. That's awesome. I have nothing against you at all. Um, but and, you know, I hope there's enough of you playing to have, you know, games to play and shit. Because I would suck to buy that game. Battlefield 1 
it's fucking pop drop pretty quick too though in a year it's kind of crazy so i think it's a problem with the amount of games that are out now you have to 100%. you have to have a very um <clears throat> active dev team to keep a game alive and i think that's a uh, part of the reason you're seeing a lot of free updates and dlcs for games now is to keep the games alive um I do want to highlight, uh, or not highlight, piggyback off a couple things you said real quick. Um, yeah, no, I said a lot. I was kind of puking it up. One, the one thing you said about having that relationship between the, the consumer and the, the the business or the creator, um, if you, for some reason, don't agree with that statement, I, I want to offer you another version of this. Imagine being a public company and you have shareholders and the shareholders ask you why you're making a decision and you tell the shareholders to uh, shut up if they don't like it they don't have to invest it's the same thing sure so uh, just the, the opposite end yeah uh which is another reason why ea and dice will have to get their shit together yes because, uh, because shareholders are going to ask questions now, yeah like why point. are we losing money yeah uh, it doesn't matter what the reason is why is it why is it going down so not only are they not going to get the numbers they wanted from the consumer now they're going to have uh, people who have decided to be uh co-owners of the company essentially going why is my uh, investment plunging yeah. <laughs> essentially so uh, and i think you you were you know on the right target they're too big of a, a company to just like fail over this yeah exactly um, if it was a smaller one i'd be a little more lenient about it yeah uh you, and and i do think it is a good thing and we and you did said it and i, I want to to uh say it again is we've seen it happen um, a lot recently uh specifically with a lot of japanese game companies uh and i don't want to go through naming them all but i'm sure you guys know a few that were going down some really weird paths and weren't making any money and have recently been uh making great strides to make better products in fact i would argue a lot of the stuff coming out of japan now is is amazing oh no the japanese market's back and it's fucking awesome so. i actually own so many japanese games now on my ps4 it's fucking dope yeah that we're back at a time like this again and i'll name them off real quick because i think it's important because it's important to recognize that these guys are not just fucked it's not that they're evil or bad or they'll never come back or that i don't like them forever now but like blizzard's having problems right now people are really fucking uh on shaky ground with Blizzard. Uh, people are on really shaky ground with fucking Bethesda and uh, EA Dice. Those are three companies who are completely alienating their communities. And whether you're a fan of those companies or not, there are large contingents of those communities who are very unhappy with those companies. That's not a good thing. We want everyone to come together. We want everybody to be fucking happy and, and all that. So, you know, no reason to be on either side of that and point the finger. But companies that have done the same thing that turned around, Nintendo, Nintendo with the Wii, they started getting lazy, and then the Wii U came out. They barely supported that fucking thing. I know people who liked it. I like the Wii U, but like um, the Wii I wasn't a big fan of. But that whole time, they got real lazy. They stopped making a whole lot of stuff. And then now with the Switch, they're fucking killing it. And they have so many exclusives for that thing. They've completely made up for everything. That console is fucking awesome, and it's full of awesome games. Nintendo's back, and it's great. Everybody kind of falls into a slump. Square Enix did the exact same fucking shit for a long time. Long time. I used to be a big fan of them when I was a kid. I know, obviously, you have been. A lot of people have been. They went through a slump there where they got lazy. They're bringing up old IPs and making garbage fucking games with them. Things that they probably threw together in like a couple of months. And they were just kind of riding off the fucking name Square Enix. Well, they had to get their shit together, too. And even though they played it safe with a lot of like... Um, 
fan service. fan service type stuff, they still were making stuff people wanted to play and they made it fun. And now they finally are in an area where they can start making shit again. Um, and they have been on a smaller level, but like they've been producing, you know, some really interesting games. Um, Final Fantasy 14, along with Guild Wars 2, is like one of the top MMOs right now. So, I mean, like Square Enix is back. Um, so, you know, there is a way out of these, but they, you have... They don't hear us the same way we hear us. They need to see it financially. It needs to fucking punch them in the stomach, essentially. Not to say anything like we need to get violent, but you know what I'm saying. Like they gotta feel it. Metaphorically, they gotta yeah, they gotta <laughs> feel it. And uh, and money. Everybody says it all the time. Money talks. That's how you talk with the fucking companies. That's why I refuse to give them the money because I want to be part of that. Hey, you need to fucking figure the shit out. And what I've said in the past too, uh, even. Vote with your wallet. Yeah, vote with your wallet. I mean, like, yeah. I've used the examples in the past. If you're new to the channel, you know, I'm going to say them again real quick. Konami has uh, been really shitty to the gaming community. Um, They're the only one that's done done. Yeah, and outside of even just their inner relationships with their their game studios and stuff, just with us, the, the gamers, they've pretty much slapped us in the face repeatedly. Uh, so, I mean, I don't... I won't buy their games. Uh, the little that they release, they mostly do re-releases and sell their their uh, characters to be in other people's games well, and stuff like that. Konami, Konami, like whipped their dick out, pissed in our face, laughed, then spit in our face, took a shit on all our favorite fucking uh, franchises from Konami, and then lit it on fire in front of us, yeah. and then walked away. And we never heard from them again. No, and then they, 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 so like a good example is like Zone of the Enders came out with the VR version. Super cool. I won't buy it. Uh, Castlevania, that dual pack that came out recently. Yeah, cool. Rondo Blood. I want to play that. I'm not going to buy it. Uh, even the Netflix show, which I know they've technically already gotten their money there. Yeah, I've watched and, it. I and, liked it. And Yeah, and I've heard nothing but good things. I won't watch it. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And That's it sucks it. for the people who made it. Uh, I'm, you know, Obviously, they're very talented uh, with the amount of praise I've heard that show get. But I, I just I can't bring myself to you know essentially this is gonna sound like weird to put this but be abused by somebody and then go it's okay it's okay yeah i'm just not gonna 100%. do it so well that's my exact fucking thing with yeah. with this is i'm not i'm not gonna take that shit i won't be part of it i won't support them until they fix that shit and that's not a specific thing it's the whole thing um but konami's best game in recent time melgar survive we're all very blessed that that came and went it's been on sale, very low priced, <laughs> many times. Oh, game's garbage. And a big ol' spin in the face to a Metal Gear Solid fan. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure Kojima's very happy. Um, yeah, I, I feel like we've printed. Do you have more to say on that? We'll just rant. Yeah, I will say I can probably do this all day. Yeah. The only thing I want to highlight at the end of this though is that is you know it's not the end. It's not like this company just sucks forever now. It's just. You know, it's those slumps. They get comfortable. They go, you're going to fucking buy it. Deal with it. Well, they have two choices, bounce back or uh, continue to fail. Die. So, I hope no one dies. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's pretty much where I'm at. Uh, obviously, the sales are down. The numbers are in. Uh, we'll see if it bounces back up. But it's already gone on sale uh, via uh, Black Friday and Cyber Monday. So and the game just came out. So Same with another game that recently came out. Yeah, you can get that for like thirty bucks. A couple places, Fall seventy six. <laughs> I wasn't gonna name drop it, but yeah, I will. I don't care. 
You, you fucking don't hate me. We can have different opinions. Most people don't like that game. Well, and if you do, you're not wrong. Yeah, 100%. That's what this channel is all about. Like, you can like whatever you like, and we're not going to be like, oh, fuck you. So like hopefully you'll return the same, myself. same respect. Oh, yeah. I, I, me I, and you are going to be buying Earth Defense Force 5 next month. I am sure a lot of uh, you are going to look at that yes. game and go, what the fuck is this? This one's the games people look at, and they're like, what, is, what the fuck is this? And then yeah. they play, and they're like, ooh, it's fun, because it's really fun. It's like Dragon's Crown. People are like, why is that chick up fucking? Why is she so smart? Why is that chick shaped like a mountain? Just play. It's very fun. Um, I think it's going to do it for uh, this topic. Let us know in the comments what do you think about Battlefield 5's physical sales being lower than uh, Hardline, being lower than Black Ops 4 significantly. Battlefield um, 1. Battlefield 1. What do you think about that? Uh, what do you think the reasons are? Where do you stand on that? Uh, keep it civil, please, in the comments. No insults. Don't be like, this is these guys are fucking assholes blah 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 uh you know this is a place for conversation but yeah let's know everything you're thinking about when it comes to battlefield 5 are you playing it should i pick it up should i play it i probably won't because where i said i stand on that but anybody else reading your comment might want to pick it up um and yeah uh i think that's gonna do it for this episode of tasty tuesday on tasty the gamers always thank you for watching make sure to like and subscribe if you enjoy this episode make sure to check out our other episodes check us out on tumblr twitter facebook at tasty gaming check out my streams on twitch and right here on this channel um at tasty senpai all one word um hit the notification button to know when i go live uh we have a discord link down below uh talk to us anytime all the time and we are on podcast platforms itunes spotify and like eight other ones if you'd prefer to listen to us and yeah my name's seth i'm chevy until next episode we have two episodes coming out this week we have plus club and game of the month so uh play those games we're gonna talk about those games and uh yeah until then uh have a great week guys and take it easy